0: Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste.
1: I'm Natalie D. Uh,
0: And today we're talking about...
1: Conspiracy theories. I love them. I do too. It was really hard researching this episode because there are so many fantastic conspiracy theories and if i was to include all of the great ones it would be a five hour long episode also the other problem is that when you're reading about conspiracy theories the people who are writing about them are not very good at writing (laughs) they're hard to parse
0: (laughs) So would you say they're, in literary terms, an unreliable narrator?
1: Right, correct. I would say that's true.
0: So, Natalie, what is a conspiracy theory?
1: A conspiracy theory is an explanation of an event or situation that involves a conspiracy by sinister and powerful actors that is often political in motivation It exists when other explanations are more probable.
0: So for a conspiracy theory to exist, there has to be a better explanation that is simpler and more likely. Right. So what is your favorite conspiracy theory?
1: My favorite conspiracy theory is that there's a great government cover-up to hide the fact that there are aliens completely infesting the side of the moon that we can't see. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Just the dark side.
1: Yeah, like there are alien bases on the dark side of the moon and aliens are just coming and going and using that as the point where they're working out of. They're commuting because they don't want to stay here.
0: (laughs) 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 So the dark side of the moon, so the idea of that is that the moon keeps one side pointed at us, at Earth.
1: Yeah, the side of the moon that we see is always the same. Because of the way that the moon works like it doesn't it doesn't rotate on an axis.
0: Now that's something that's got me asking questions. Why doesn't it turn? Our circle turns Mars, that one turns
1: Because it's not a planet. It's a moon. All of my garbage brain discord people who are astronaut scientists, you could tell me if to, if moons rotate on an axis. I don't think that they do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we have uh if you subscribe patreon.com/garbagebrainuniversity, get access to our Discord. A lot of the people in there are pretty smart, so we kind of uh we may lean on them.
1: Right. I'm actually going to look cuz I think that this episode may have been suggested by somebody in our topic suggestion chat.
0: Oh, somebody named Tofu. Tofu. In our Discord suggested conspiracy theories. Tofu so on the thank Discord. you.
1: But the topic is so hard because it is so broad and so weird and so entertaining that it is really, really hard to condense it down into one episode. This guy might end up being a multi-part.
0: Sure, why not? And if you have any conspiracy theories you'd like to suggest or you want to hear about, feel free. So the aliens on the dark side of the moon, Mm -hmm. is it just totally open-ended? Is it just the theory that there are aliens on the other side of the moon and then it's what do they look like? Well, we don't know, so we have to just make it up.
1: Well, okay. So when I was reading about it, there were all kinds of um, implications that one of the guys that was on the moon saw alien craft when he was on the moon.
0: Was it Neil?
1: It was not Neil. It was like the guy no one, the one, the one that no one talks about.
0: Michael Collins. Yeah. <laughs> the, Didn't the, he stay? The secret astronaut. I don't. <laughs> I think Michael Collins stayed on the ship. The whole time. That's gotta uh that would piss you off.
1: I would have stayed on the ship too if there's aliens out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you get all the way to the moon and your buddy hops out and he makes his speech, and then the second guy hops out and he goes, I'm Buzz. And then you're like, I'll stay here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no thank you.
0: Didn't you go to the moon? Yeah, I didn't go outside, though. No. No, maybe, I'm sure he went outside. He probably just, he at least went out to take a leak.
1: I had taken my shoes off when I was in there. I wasn't going to put them back on. I knew they were just coming back. <laughs> I told him to grab me a couple rocks and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, so it was, I'm pretty sure it was that one who said he, he saw the aliens.
0: Okay. Okay, I mean, I think there may have been more than three people to go to the moon also. But uh, have there
1: been? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's a different astronaut, but you should look it up. <laughs> I, one of my statements that I could say is true about myself is I cannot even summon, like, the teeniest particle shit about anything having to do with the spaceship. <laughs>
0: you just blank out I just don't and like, you yeah. just don't want to hear about it
1: I don't want to hear about it. it it's a combination of like stuff I don't like which is like aliens and heights
0: oh yeah
1: and having to be in an airplane which is like it's even worse than an airplane
0: oh it's way worse
1: it's a combination of all of that plus way too much math. <laughs> It's like not for me. It's just not for me. I'm going to die on Earth. I'm fine with that. I don't, so I'm not going to worry about the spaceships. I'm not going to think about it. I don't give a sh- single shit about a spaceship.
0: Yeah, I've already, uh, I've already determined I'll never go on a helicopter.
1: I'm not going to go on a helicopter unless my leg comes off. <laughs> 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 if my light came off and it's a, it's a situation where I need to be on a helicopter because of it, then okay. That's going to be it for me, buddy.
0: If they're like, look, you've got worse opportunities. Odds not going on the chapter, Right. <laughs> then you're like, okay, do a little juggle the dice, like load me on that thing, right?
1: Right. I guess I'm on it. If I'm going to bleed out onto the freeway, if I don't get on the helicopter, I guess I will.
0: And so the aliens on the far side of the moon, are they specific aliens or are they nebulous?
1: Non-specific. I think that they, they would not... Because no one's gone over
0: there. Here's the thing, and I'm not 100% on this. I did not see the dramatic movie with Tom Hanks, but I was led to believe that there was a spaceship. They had one of those Apollos. Mm-hmm. It was like Apollo 91, and it got fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're vaping and your vape battery suddenly dies, and you're like, oh, no, I already got tucked into bed. Oh, mm-hmm. Oh, no. But like they were out and they were flying around the moon. So from memory, I believe they slingshotted around the moon. This ship and this crew, which couldn't have been more than two, three, four people, they saw the far side of the moon.
1: I will research that particular conspiracy theory and cover it in a future conspiracy theory episode. Because I feel like it deserves more in-depth coverage, and I just did not do it. Because I I felt like I had to hit the heavy guys first before we can get into the really weird shit.
0: Well, my favorite, you know what my favorite conspiracy theory is. Mm -hmm. And does this count as a conspiracy theory? My favorite is the theory that we may be living in a simulation.
1: It would be a conspiracy, but it's just not humans conspiring.
0: So (laughs) the idea of simulation theory is that with a sufficiently advanced computer, you could simulate all of the particle and energy interactions of our entire universe, right? Mm -hmm. With a sufficiently advanced computer. And the experience of this computation, if you're looking at it from the outside, it's like playing The Sims, sure. It's like playing The Sims, except everybody whacks off. But (laughs) there's no telling if you have a system this intricate inside of a computer running in a computer, there's no way of saying that that system would not have consciousness because nobody really knows what consciousness is. Right. And consciousness is, as as far as people can tell, it's this very hard to define state that happens as a result of electrical and particle interactions in the brain. Mm -hmm. There was a guy a long time ago, Claude Shannon, who posited that all particles and all the energy in the universe is a form of information. He actually started a field called information theory. This is sort of what led to the idea of the universe being a simulation. Mm -hmm. Grains of sand, they say, oh, how many grains of sand are there in the universe? Well, each one of those has a particular configuration of little dots, electrons and stuff, and that is a form of information because all the spins of their electrons are different from the other grains of sand. The reason that we're probably living in a simulation, you don't have to do any math to think about this. You've played The Sims. Mm -hmm. How many worlds have you created in The Sims? And you're not even a heavy sim player. No, no, I
1: mean, not probably like seven or eight.
0: By definition, the real world is the single real reality that we're inside experiencing, right? Mm-hmm. There's only one. If there is a capability of creating a simulation, which, by the way, doesn't have to simulate the universe, at this point. We've gotten 50,000 years into humans being around, and we don't even have to have the draw distance out very far because we've only gone basically to the moon. Right. We've uh, sent some trash to Mars and Venus. Right. <laughs> We shot a couple boxes of junk out of the solar system, but they're not taking pictures. So the computations are much smaller than what is implied by the existence of what we think the universe is. Right. That's my favorite conspiracy theory because it's incredibly likely that we're living in a simulation because if the capability has ever existed anywhere to create a simulation of our world, then they've done it more than once. If they've only done it once, it would be 50-50 if we're in reality or in somebody's computer. Mm -hmm. If they have the capability, they've simulated the world tens, hundreds, thousands of times. So if that capability exists anywhere, we are in one of the simulations.
1: Think about it.
0: So that's my favorite conspiracy theory. I don't know that it's sinister.
1: Well, okay. So there was a dude. I'm assuming it's a dude. It might not be a dude. There's an individual by the name of Jesse Walker who identified five kinds of conspiracy theories. They said that all conspiracy theories would fall into one of five categories. It came from an enemy outside, which refers to theories that are based on figures alleged to be scheming against a community from outside of the community. Right. There's Enemy Within Conspiracies, where it would be someone who was inside of the group that was conspiring. There's Enemy Above Conspiracies, which implies people in positions of power manipulating events for their own gain. There's Enemy Below, which refers to conspiracies where the lower classes are working to overturn social order. And there are benevolent conspiracies in which forces that are working towards good will work behind the scenes to improve things and improve situations for people.
0: Oh, that would be nice, wouldn't it?
1: (laughs) We should get a couple of those going. Let's get some (laughs) benevolent
0: conspiracies (laughs) popping off.
1: The term conspiracy theory itself has, like, pejorative connotations. Absolutely. One of the issues with them is that they are resistant to falsification and are reinforced by circular reasoning. They say that both evidence in favor of the conspiracy and against the conspiracy both are interpreted as being evidence in favor of it.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay, that's good. (laughs) That's very much like Bitcoin just got outlawed. This will be good for Bitcoin.
1: Right. And so like, people who believe in conspiracy theories have that way of viewing things. And so if I was like, there's aliens on the dark side of the moon. If you were like, well, they just sent something to the dark side of the moon and they took pictures all over and there were no alien bases and they did not see any UFOs while they were there, I would be like, well, that's because they hid them. And they also photoshopped the photos so you could not see the bases (laughs)
0: <laughs> mm. So any attempts to disprove actually reinforce the theory. Right. One of my favorites is when people claim that a celebrity has been replaced by another person. And I don't know if this is just a combination of like face blindness, plus people having pictures taken of them in different lighting, wearing different amounts of makeup. Mm-hmm one of my favorite things and I almost fell down this rabbit hole. I finally had to close it and just not look at it again because it was so bizarre and so compelling, but it made me feel it made me feel unhinged just to read it. Right. <laughs> it was a conspiracy theory that the Beatles had been replaced by new people. Part of what was so compelling about it was that they cherry-picked some pictures of, you know, John Lennon, Mm -hmm. George Harrison. They got some really different looking pictures of them. And I don't know, you know, maybe something happened. Maybe their faces swelled up because they took too much acid one day or something. I don't know. They did look different. It was a website and it had, quote unquote, information, which technically in the field of information theory would still be considered information, although not necessarily a reference source. Right. <laughs> but there was a forum that accompanied it, and there were just these absolutely rough and tumble discussions between people who believed that varying numbers of the Beatles were fake. <laughs> everybody, everybody there all believed that at least one Beatle had been replaced. Mm-hmm. But there were these long, drawn-out discussions where people would be like, you fucking idiot. Ringo is clearly the same. However, Paul McCartney was very obviously replaced. Yeah. And so there were all these permutations because there's four members. You know, you get the Andrew W.K. theory that he was replaced by somebody and Andrew Wilkes' career is just this sort of character role. You get the theory that... uh. Avril Lavigne was replaced. Who was who was the one you were telling me got replaced? Beyoncé. Beyoncé. <laughs> Beyoncé
1: got replaced too.
0: Did she? Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder what Jay-Z thinks about that.
1: <laughs> He's probably he he probably got replaced too. He's in the Illuminati. <laughs> So one uh, another thing about conspiracy theories is that researchers have um, suggested that conspiracist ideation is psychologically harmful. It is correlated with psychological projection as well as paranoia. Also, people who believe in conspiracy theories also have a degree of Machiavellianism in their personality, which is not good.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It seems evident that you would be paranoid, that you would be convinced that people are Working together against you Mm -hmm. is the essential idea of paranoia. Right. Why is Machiavellianism tight? And you should define that.
1: Uh, Machiavellianism is a psychological trait that is centered on being manipulative, and having indifference to, like, moral standards and also having, like, a certain coldness in the way you relate to people. I don't know what the connection is, but they have noticed a correlation.
0: Do you think it's projection where people who are willing to do this project that characteristic yeah, yeah. upon others? Yes, exactly.
1: And that's what it says also, is that is that psychological projection has a correlation with
0: it. Oh, okay. So if you're, like, if you're willing to commit some if you're willing to construct this large weird plan to replace a celebrity with somebody else you would readily believe somebody else is doing that to you right with your celebrity <laughs> with your celebrity that you like from tv
1: <laughs> right <laughs> there's also that one that one conspiracy that Katy perry is john Bunny ramsey that is like another one of my favorite ones what? Okay, so it was a YouTuber who made a video, which was the first instance of this conspiracy theory. He thinks that the Illuminati was somehow grooming jean Benet Ramsey to be a superstar, and I guess that somehow is beneficial to pretend to kill her off and change her name and spirit her away to Los Angeles. Be Katy Perry. (laughs) The
0: the Illuminati did
1: this. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So the Illuminati, this idea of the Illuminati is pretty central in conspiracy theories. It's sort of the er conspirator, right? Right. It's the group of very powerful people in business, society, and government. That work together to what? They are doing something for their own gain, essentially.
1: Yeah, right. They're, like, trying to institute the New World Order.
0: Natalie, what is the New World Order?
1: (laughs) I believe that the New World Order is, like, an uber-government that would govern the whole planet without there being, like, sovereignty of the nations themselves
0: all that i know is what i've sort of intuited from reading conspiracy shit which is sort of this surveillance state coupled with you know instituting one global language one global currency yeah
1: right and like then the reptilians run everything
0: <laughs> oh now i now i've heard reptilian before i don't know what that is what is reptilians <laughs>
1: I didn't research. I'll get. I'll. I'll do a deeper dive on the reptilians on a future episode. But the gist of it is that they are people who are reptiles.
0: (laughs) Did you dress up as a snake? (laughs) These
1: people are snakes. Yeah, so the original Illuminati was called the Order of Perfectibilitists.
0: Yeah, perfectibilists.
1: Perfectibilitists.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a bad word. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: And it was just a free thinkers society that they started in Bavaria. And they were set up to oppose prejudice, superstition, and the abuse of political power. So the Illuminati actually was started out to be the opposite of the Illuminati.
0: Ah. Uh, <laughs> that's how these things go. <laughs>
1: Um, But they were shut down in 1787 after some political guy in Bavaria had the group banned for inciting rebellion against the state. Then he published a bunch of their secret writings that they had that were just like secret club books. And so so those were published. And so they got this kind of shine on their name where they became like some kind of legendary secret society and people just make shit up and attribute it to
0: them kind of like how everybody said satanists were doing stuff in like the 70s and 80s like the,
1: yeah the satanic panic
0: basically never happened
1: right right and okay so the thing is with this satanic panic first off it didn't happen
0: was that a conspiracy because it didn't happen so it's not right
1: yeah it, it didn't happen so i mean but it, it, is it a conspiracy it's in that they were trying to make it seem like people were doing something and they really weren't.
0: Okay, yeah. So
1: maybe it was. I don't know. So the thing is with that is that it didn't happen. A lot of the stuff they got when they were interviewing children were like memories that they put in the ch- in the children themselves and then had them pair it back, or they were they got them from people and hypnosis and had false memory shit and all kinds of weird shit. And the other thing is with that is that. Satanism isn't- people who are Satanists don't do that stuff. Someone who does, like, evil shit in the name of Satan and is doing stuff to gain favor from Satan, they're heretics. They're not Satanists because Satanists don't believe in God and if you don't believe in God then there's no Satan either. Think about it. <laughs> so people who are doing all that weird shit with the with the sacrificing animals and stuff to Satan are heretics They're not Satanists?
0: They're they're Christian heretics. They're Christian is what heretics. What you're saying?
1: They, you have to subscribe to Christianity in order to have any of that stuff mean anything to you.
0: People who are uh, Satanists are just basically uh, fancy atheists.
1: Right. Right. They're it's like, like it's
0: libertarian like athe- atheists. It's like atheism <laughs> with
1: jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do what you wanna do. (laughs) Yeah. Just put a star on it, and then you can do what you want.
1: (laughs) Put it upside down, though. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so that's the Illuminati is just that. Um, But they do say that the Denver International Airport is the hub for the Illuminati, and also a gateway to hell.
0: So. So a lot to unpack there. First of all, why is the Denver International Airport the hub of the Illuminati, besides just being convenient?
1: Uh, Because they use their Illuminati brains to figure out the most safe place for all the Illuminati to go when it's the rapture or whatever. And so they all know where it's going to be, where they're going to be the most safe when the world ends. And so that's where they're going to go.
0: So they're just going to go down inside the mountains then mm-hmm. is the implication. Okay. It's the hub for the Illuminati and what else? It's
1: also the gateway to hell.
0: So then why is the Denver International Airport the gateway to hell? Are these, by the way, is this the same theory or are these separate?
1: I think they might be separate and I don't really know very much about being a gateway to hell. I just said that and it didn't didn't follow it up at all. Like the one time the guy on Hellier said that Sasquatch was the ghost of a Neanderthal, and then he didn't, he didn't fucking follow it up.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm still gonna say it, but I don't have any information to back it up.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've been
1: thinking about that since I saw that I, he said that, and he didn't say anything else. It's like, what? Uh, how are you gonna drop that and then not say anything about it? And now I've been thinking about it ever since.
0: It just throw it out. That may have been the the most interesting that thing that happened in all 27 hours. <laughs> I'm, but I'm not, no, don't take that as an insult. I'm not a film reviewer. I'm a guy that watches TV, so it's all. So the implication of a gateway to hell. So does that go along with the hollow earth theory? You've heard about hollow earth.
1: I've heard about hollow earth, but I think the hell is different than what's going on down there if you're talking about a hollow earth.
0: So the hollow earth theory is that at the poles of the earth, right, There's actually, like, it curves around and it goes in, and the Earth is actually hollow, and there's—what is it inside the Earth? There's a sun inside the Earth? Yeah, I think so. So the idea is that, well, everybody thinks the Earth has a core of molten metal, but it's really hollow in there, and it has air, and there's actually a small sun in there.
1: Yeah, that's the—yeah, and then then there's more people. Or— Or troll people or um, goblins.
0: (laughs) So that one, I feel like that one's pretty easy to disprove, but, you know, get a video of a flyover of the North and South Pole, but of course they'd say that wasn't, they just did a flyover of a different spot, right?
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of the hollow earth stuff got replaced by people with their flat earth shit.
0: Flat earth is also a conspiracy theory, and I'm sure everybody has heard of this because it's... Like, relatively recent that it got popular. Right. But the idea is that the Earth is a flat disk, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And that on the edges of the flat disk is, what, the South Pole? I guess. And then the center is the North Pole. I've read a little bit, there's all these groups that claim to do experiments. What they'll do is they'll go up in a plane and they'll bring a scale with them and they'll be like, well, the scale weighs the same, therefore.
1: <laughs> right. You remember that documentary? I watched that documentary about the people who do flat Earth, and then at the end, they did the experiment to prove that the Earth was flat, and it proved that the Earth was curved, and they were like, oh, the experiment didn't work.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's
1: something wrong with this thing I was doing the experiment with.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's the opposite of the scientific method. What you do is you design an experiment to test something that you don't know about. Mm -hmm. And then you accept the results. You don't design a test to fit a predetermined outcome. And there were actually multiple tests that they did. One of the flat earth groups, I guess it had people that were relatively well off or they all got together and crowdfunded this thing and they got a laser gyroscope and they moved the gyroscope around they tested the earth's rotation they're like well something's wrong because this seems to say that the earth is rotating <laughs> <laughs> it was at, it was actually and here's something that i think is is important to point out my joy that i get out of people who believe conspiracy theories that are clearly not rational my joy is that like I have had very stupid ideas in the past mm-hmm. and I've gotten fixated on them. That's like the human condition. I'm not laughing at people for believing things that are wrong or that are scientifically provable as being not true. Mm-hmm. I just like the idea of having essentially a multiverse of all of the weirdest ideas known to man. Like Katy Perry is John Bonet Ramsey inside of the computer.
1: Yeah. So, like, when I think about the Flat Earth Guys, you know what would be really excellent? Would be a really excellent show. Is if you had some flat Earth guy who's who is like the bigwig, whoever whoever has all the data that is supporting their claims that the Earth is flat, whoever is taking this shit real seriously and like writing like self-published eBooks about it, right? Yeah. Okay, you put him on a reality show, and you give him an unlimited budget to travel to find the edge <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs>
0: He, I, like, do you know how many people have died trying to find the South Pole? Like, really, in the, in the early 20th century, there were a lot of people that froze by the South Pole. What you're basically doing is you're going to get some poor guy... He's convinced of this, and he has problems in his life that are, like, separate from this, right? You're going to send him to die at the South Pole. You're going to say, you have an unlimited budget to find the edge of the Earth. Here's what you're really saying is, we're going to pay for $2,700 of your expenses before you freeze to death. (laughs)
1: The unlimited budget, he would he would have access to people who would help him make that trip. There will be professionals to to help him across to show him that at the other end of Antarctica is just more water. You can go all he you can even put him on a boat and just drive him around the coast of it.
0: How does he know they're not trying to fool him?
1: Well, that's why that's what that's what he's there for. He's there to like sit there in the fucking cabin and look at the fucking uh, radar map thingy. And he's there to like tell them where he thinks that they should go. It's his show. He just needs to steer it. Show us where the edge is, buddy. How I, long, how many episodes is it going to take before you give up?
0: I feel like also he would be compelled. I think that would be like an external factor. There are conspiracy theories that I believe in. But if I had an external factor of the idea where people were watching me, I can't imagine anything worse than already being predisposed to being somewhat paranoid. And then the idea that they're putting you on TV. If I were paranoid, I would think they're putting me on TV and they're making sure everybody sees that my idea is wrong. This is something I believe in. It's not a conspiracy theory I've read. It's just something I thought about. There have been unidentified flying objects for a very long Mm -hmm. time. I think that government agencies were behind the falsification of UFO pictures. Why? I think CIA, NSA, military people were out throwing hubcaps in the air and taking Polaroids of them in order to create a provably false account of citizens spotting UFOs. They flood the reports. They flood the body of evidence. With With bullshit. With clearly fake reports, exactly. And then, if you're a member of the public, and you're like, oh, UFOs, oh, they figured out that was fake. That's all you need. You get a few news stories where they say, well...
1: They were just dragging pie plates around on a string.
0: They were. They were throwing hubcaps in the air. They were out there with a board making crop circles. It was just a guy making crop circles, right? Mm -hmm. And so the public thinks, well, the public had one point of data, which is, oh, what are UFOs? We just don't know. And then they get served by the media these stories that, oh, this UFO turned out to be fake. This UFO turned out to be a plane. This UFO turned out to be a hubcap. Right. And so the preponderance of evidence... That is preferentially being shown to most people is that UFOs are fake. I think it's very easy to create a negative story that then makes it so that if you come out and you're like, well, no, there actually are flying objects that we haven't identified. There's no way of saying if they're aliens. The average person is going to be like, that's stupid. Right. That's bullshit. Because they've read a hundred times that UFOs are fake. Right. So that's one conspiracy theory I believe in.
1: I mean, I would believe that also. So one of the things is that with conspiracy theories is that they're more popular in certain areas. They're pretty popular in the, the East of the world. Those countries
0: oh, you- have a lot
1: of conspiracy theories that they believe in.
0: You mean like Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Israel, Syria? Yeah, those Turkey, countries,
1: the people in those countries, area. there are a lot of conspiracy theories there. And conspiracy theories are extremely prevalent in the United States. And one of the reasons that they are so popular in the United States is because our government is always doing shit that if you hear about it, it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but they actually did it. Like the syphilis experiment.
0: Yeah, if you told the average person that the U.S. government just injected a bunch of people with a deadly disease... Just to see what it did.
1: Yeah. Or like when like Kennedy hooked up with the mafia to try to assassinate Castro. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> or uh, when Kennedy was assassinated.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> or when they did MKUltra.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you have about MKUltra. I have Ultra. fucking
1: tons of shit about MKUltra.
0: MKUltra is...
1: The fucked up as shit.
0: <laughs> you know, MK Ultra basically fuels my own paranoid beliefs, and I think it would fuel anybody's paranoid beliefs from here to the end of their lifetime. Because when did MK Ultra start, Natalie? Nineteen
1: fifty-five.
0: And what was MK Ultra? For those who don't know, it's a mind control program. Right. It's literally a plan by the CIA to control people's minds. That is. Literally what it is. It's a
1: CIA mind control program. Uh, it was the codename given to a program of experiments on human subjects that were designed and undertaken by the CIA. And a lot of what they did was illegal by human rights standards.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They would administer psychedelic drugs, mm-hmm. not just to one person without telling them. Which is by any modern standard, the most like floppy pants, dirtbag raver in the world. If you're like, hey man, I put some acid in that guy's drink and that guy drank acid, now he's tripping balls, the raver would be like, that's not cool, man. Right. (laughs) Like everybody knows that it's not cool to like, those people with psychedelics without their consent and without their knowledge.
1: Right. I'm actually trying to find a number for how many people they did
0: this to. It
1: was a fucking lot. So they were they were studying substances that they can use basically to torture people.
0: Part of the reason why I have my UFO theory is that part of the reason that the CIA undertook MKUltra is to find out how they could use... Mind altering substances to undermine other people's credulence or other people's authority. In the same way that they planted fake evidence for UFOs and they said, haha, well, there's no flying saucers here. That was all fake. Mm -hmm. They tried to find ways. And again, the CIA and, and the other government agencies go around the world and like instigate coups and like kill. Foreign leaders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They tried to assassinate Fidel Castro very many times over a, a long period of time. They wanted to destroy other people's credibility. And they wanted to, for example, take leaders of governments who were not sympathetic to the United States and do mind control on them using acid.
1: Right. I actually have a list of... Of all the sub kinds of substances that they studied. It's kind of a long list, but I really want to read it. They studied substances that promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. They studied substances that would increase your efficiency in mentation and perception. Like, oh, take this pill and now you're Mr. Smart Guy.
0: Flowers for Algernon, yeah. Right?
1: They studied materials which would cause the victim to... Age faster or slower in maturity. They studied materials that would make alcohol get you way more fucked up than it would normally. Let's hear it. (laughs) Uh, They studied materials that they could give people that would give them symptoms of recognized diseases that would then go away when the drugs were off. So they would, it would make the people start malingering. Okay. They studied materials that would cause temporary or permanent brain damage and loss of memory. Good stuff. Uh, they studied substances that enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation, torture, and coercion during interrogation.
0: Now, my knowledge of MK Ultra mostly centers around the mind control experiments, but they were also creating like defensive mind control drugs. Right. Like something they could give to their own boys so they wouldn't crack.
1: Right. Uh, They studied materials and methods to produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use. They tested methods of producing shock and confusion over periods of time that they would be able to use surreptitiously. They studied substances that would alter your personality structure to the point where the person who received it would become dependent on another person. So, like, they would give you drugs in order to make you, like, get real clingy on somebody. Uh, They studied materials that caused mental confusion. It would cause mental confusion in a way that would make it Difficult for them to maintain a lie if they were lying. So okay. they, would f- they wouldn't be able to keep their story straight.
0: Part of the ongoing search for the fabled truth serum. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they had substances that would lower ambition and working efficiency. They had substances that would promote weakness or distortion of eyesight and hearing faculties. Tested a knockout pill that could be surreptitiously administered in drinks and stuff that would knock somebody out and then give them amnesia.
0: Oh, I think they succeeded.
1: They also tested a material that would be administered surreptitiously in very small amounts. And it would make it impossible for the person to perform any physical activity.
0: So like a couch lock pill.
1: Yeah. Like loose guy, take a nap.
0: And, <laughs> and so MK Ultra. What they did is that they never told anybody they were experimenting on.
1: No, they did not. They would even give LSD to other people who were in the CIA without telling them.
0: Yeah. And how did that work out?
1: (laughs) I mean, it worked out about as well as you would think. But then they had a thing where if you actually, if the people actually gave them permission to dose them, they would dose them insanely. Like, one person gave them permission, and they dosed them every single day for 77 days in a row.
0: And what happened to them?
1: They probably fucked.
0: They probably permanently lost their shit, right? Right.
1: They lost their grip on something. And so they did all that shit with the LSD. Um, They would also give LSD to mental patients, prisoners, drug addicts, sex workers, anybody they could. There was a mental patient at a facility in Kentucky that the CIA gave LSD to for 174 days in a row.
0: Well that sounds really helpful. That's definitely what you should do (laughs) to somebody who is disabled and in a position where they don't have any power. Right.
1: They tried to cover it up and they destroyed a lot of documents having to do with MKUltra but there was like a very small number of documents that came out and that is how people knew what had been going on.
0: The fact that We don't have all the documents, and the fact that the stuff that did come out is so awful makes it clear that there's probably other really bad shit in there that we didn't hear about.
1: Mm -hmm. One of the things that MK Ultra did that didn't come out until like a couple years ago, they had six dogs where they gave them brain implants, and then they were running the dogs on a remote
0: control. Brain implants like like electrodes, uh huh, in the dog's brain, and then they would have
1: a remote control. (laughs) to make it run, turn, and stop and so they could just drive the dogs around.
0: Your tax dollars at work. (laughs) I just made this dog turn left. (laughs) What the fuck? Now listen, fellow agents, I made this dog turn left and I didn't even have to give him LSD for 100
1: days. (laughs) My dad had to give him brain surgery. Had to give
0: him some brain surgery, sure.
1: It's all right, you're dumb already. No biggie.
0: Just knowing that this sort of thing happened really fueled people's theories. You know, I don't believe in all conspiracy theories, but I think the fact that the government is willing to dose you with drugs to fuck you around and then watch you and see what you do so they can replicate that to give to Fidel Castro because it fucked you up so bad they want to give it to him. (laughs)
1: They wanna fuck, make sure it fucks you up before they waste it on a world
0: leader. Right, (laughs) right. Uh, This motherfucker lives in Ohio.
1: Right, he's useless.
0: He got got stuck in his trash can for an hour and a half. (laughs) This is good. (laughs)
1: You get stuck in a trash can, baby.
0: No, because I was not a subject of the CIA's MK Ultra experiments beginning in the 1950s. But I mean, if I was, I wouldn't know.
1: Yeah, you want not know? Because
0: they have the substance. Think about, maybe,
1: that... maybe they're still doing it. Think about it. You know, my conspiracy theory is that I have my mom was a mental health worker in the 90s, and she worked with like people who had uh, drug addiction, but also had like schizophrenia and stuff like the like the mental health problems that are like more serious. In the 90s, they started dismantling a lot of the mental health industry. All of the things that were in place, like community mental health services, like they just started getting defunded and just taken apart. My conspiracy theory is that they did that on purpose so they could create difficulties in, in society having to absorb people who need to have people taking care of them.
0: So you think the introduction of people who are, in effect, dependent led to, like, destabilization of our society? Right. I think government How much better would this
1: country be if people were able to get mental health services, like, consistently over the past, like, 30 years? How and much— it's generational, because if you, if you don't treat somebody and then they have a kid, then their kid's going to have mental health problems, too. Just from, like, the— the lack of a stable upbringing and abuse and things that are that are associated with that because there's a lot of people who have who have really serious mental health problems who need to have like caseworkers and things in order to be able to not be dangerous to people and not be dangerous to themselves but now there's not as much of that for people
0: I guess it's hard to say you know who started the dialogue that everybody should be let out of the psychiatric hospital and put onto the streets probably Ronald Reagan but we probably don't need to Ronald Reagan yeah yeah (laughs) Save a few bucks, but think about the know, e- but, the economic
1: know. hardships of people who who have to who have to support somebody who who could be getting care professionally. Everything that that could possibly be related to that, and how how hard it is on society to absorb those things. They were just like, you know what, taking care of all these mentally ill people is expensive, and I don't want to pay taxes. And why should we be paying just so all these poor people could be slightly more empowered?
0: Why should we pay money to take care of our weakest? I don't know. You ever read a book called, I don't know, The Freaking Holy Bible?
1: <laughs> oh, appreciate it, brother. <laughs> Another thing people like to have conspiracies about is crisis actors.
0: Oh,
1: and that is when they plant actors at mass casualty events so the government can control what gets reported to the public.
0: Murder scenes like Sandy Hook. Yeah. Or uh, Virginia Tech. Or Mandalay Bay.
1: Anywhere, really.
0: Always. Anywhere
1: where guns are getting bad press. Anywhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, basically anywhere there's a dude who just opens fire. There's, they say there's the same person showing up at these scenes. I think this, Natalie, is linked to when people say that celebrities have been replaced. Do you think it is? I think there are people out there, if we took a tally, I think the number would surprise everyone. There are a lot of people who have trouble... Looking at somebody's face and then looking at them, looking at the same person where they've changed their hair and taken their glasses (laughs) off. Or looking at a second person who is wearing similar glasses and hairdo and determining if it's the same or different person. Right, right. I think it's just something that a lot of people have problems with. And I think that's how this spreads.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then also people like they want it to spread. They know it's not true. But they're trying to do PR for their horrible ideas.
0: And it's people taking advantage of tragedy to try to make money.
1: Right. But you might be interested to know that I was a crisis actor.
0: I was a crisis actor, too. I don't like the government, but let me just tell you, I was a crisis actor for FEMA.
1: (laughs) It's true. We were crisis actors for FEMA. I'll tell you why. I used to have a really serious phobia of storms. At some point in my life, I realized that the best way for me to deal with things that, that bug me out and that scare me is for me to go and just absorb it as much as I can. And so I went to storm spotter school and I got... Uh, little thing where i joined the storm spotting thing for noah and i got a and so my job is to like look out the window and if i see something then i had to call somebody and so i call noah and tell them if i see a tornado if we get more than an inch of rain in an hour or if there's branches down that are over a particular size and i had to call noah and tell them about it but it did help i'm not afraid of storms anymore because now i don't think that everything is a tornado because i know what a tornado would look like when it's coming in a I have not seen that yet.
0: Right. You got tornado training.
1: I got tornado training. Because of this, I am on a list for FEMA. And so FEMA was doing crisis drills, mass casualty drills with the paramedics and emergency response people in town so they could practice what they would do if there was a plane crash.
0: Right. And I just want to say we were not helping the cops. We were helping the real heroes, who are paramedics and firefighters.
1: Right. And so, yeah, it didn't have anything to do with the cops. Um, And so we went to the airport, and when we got there, we all got assigned an injury. And we went into the room where they, they read our card, and then they gave us moulage it's called moulage where they give you all kinds of makeup to make it look like you have that injury and then they went and they put us out in the field at the at the airport like next to the runway and they sprayed fake blood on us all, all over <laughs> us and then the, and then the paramedics came and they triaged us and they drove us all over to all the different hospitals in town and then they triaged us at the hospitals because it was also for the hospitals to practice on right like suddenly getting 15 people with with their heads blown off and stuff
0: Right, and Natalie's injury was that she had a piece of glass sticking out of her leg. It was metal. Oh, a piece of metal, but they glued it onto her leg. It was like sticking out of her leg. And then my injury was that my hand, my thumb got very badly injured. Like, my thumb was supposed to be flapping around. So they put putty on it to build up the surface, and then they carved a deep divot in it, and they painted it all dark red. Yeah. And then we went to one of the airports in town, not the big boy, the commercial airport, and we all laid down in the field. And then right at the last minute before any of the first responders showed up, somebody came Around with a big bottle of fake blood, and she's like, "How are you doing? Do you need more blood?"
1: Say, "I need more blood!"
0: <laughs> and so she went over to Natalie, and she squirted a little extra, so it was like runny when the paramedics showed up. <laughs> yeah, right. So and look she good. put some on my thumb. Our simulation was a plane crash, and so they took real plane parts like seats. And like part of a fuselage and shit, and they threw it out on like one of the one of the B side runways that like wasn't used very often, uh, so no like real planes would run into it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we were all laying there. I knew it was fake, but it was intense. That all of these paramedic trucks, ambulances, and shit I'd never seen. Like, there was a fire truck and I had a trailer behind it. And the trailer said, mass casualty. Yeah. Like, I've literally <laughs> never seen that. Like, you don't want to see that, bitch. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We're sitting there and it's it's outside of town. Columbus is very flat. So there was a very slight hill, maybe a few feet tall. Coming over the hill toward me, we're laying in the grass. And they had a few actors. The actors are screaming. They're like, ah! Ah, my leg. Ah, everything hurts. And they're like screaming. Well, they told all of us to do that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I didn't start doing it until they got close. But. <laughs> so there were people charging over the hill, but they were all fucking wearing spacesuits. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, I got a little bit of a whoo. <laughs>
1: heebie-jeebies yeah
0: a little bit like ooh, like i know this is fake but who
1: well they had told me that i had to pretend i had to like pretend like i was really injured and so be like oh my leg my tag on my necklace that told me what my injury was said that i had an impalement in my leg and that i had shock and so i was like i don't know how to act like i have shock and so i just laid there i was like oh my leg and the paramedic came in and it's like oh this lady has piece of metal and Paled in her leg, and then I was like, "I also have shock."
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I play. I played it. Uh, I'm not an actor. No, I'm, not I'm really. I'm legitimately not an actor. So the guy came up to me, and so I was supposed to simulate having my thumb like partially cut off. And uh, so the guy comes up and he's like, crinkle, crinkle. He like crinkles up to me. And he's like, what's going on here? And I was like, oh, my thumb's messed up. I'm like, that guy over there got his arm ripped off. Why don't you look at him first?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, they also had all those amputees where they put like little pieces of bone on the end of their stump and put blood all over their stump. So it looked like they got their arms ripped off. Yeah. That was pretty sweet.
0: <laughs> that was That was good. I like that. was that. good. I was
1: into that. Actually, the guy who I shared a cot with when we got sent to the hospital because we had too many injured people going to this hospital. And so we were both sitting on the same cot in the ER. Yeah. He had a huge piece of glass sticking out of his neck. It was pretty sweet. Oh. Uh. <laughs>
0: Natalie had to ride to the hospital that was pretty close to the field. I had to ride to one that was like 40 minutes away. So they're like, okay, triage and red card, yellow card. Okay, you're dead. Okay. And they looked at me. They're like, you're not dead. You have to go to the hospital. So they put us on a Coda bus, which is... If you're not in Columbus, it's the city bus. It's not renowned for being, like, very fast or efficient. So they put us on a city bus, and so we just very sedately took the city bus to a hospital that was 40 minutes away from the airport. <laughs> and so we just sat there in the bus, and somebody's like, oh, yeah, I did this last year, and last year when I did it, it was a toxic chemical spill, so they all took us out in the field and sprayed us with hoses. <laughs> And I was like, "All right." I was like, "Well, I'm not do. I'm not gonna do this again." So I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I got a good one.
1: I uh, yeah. You got sent to the hospital far away because you just had a little finger injury. I got sent to the closer hospital because my injury was more dangerous. I also had there wasn't as many people on my bus. We had a short quota bus.
0: Yeah, a little and, shuttle bus.
1: Yeah, we had a little shuttle bus, and then we went to a little hospital that was really close. One of the ladies who was on my bus was gonna die at the hospital.
0: Did she, so did she get to eat lunch or did yeah. they keep her, okay, she still got to eat lunch. Yeah, well that's they, fine they didn't then. have to send
1: her to the morgue or anything. Like <laughs> I
0: was gonna say. Well, you
1: got a shitty lunch and I had like whatever I wanted from the bistro.
0: <laughs> yeah, Natalie went to like an indie hospital.
1: Yeah, I had I had a roast beef sam- sandwich on uh, focaccia and uh, Diet Coke.
0: They gave me like hospital bread.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got like a bologna sandwich.
0: Yeah, it was not, it was not lit. My only highlight of the day was there was a guy on my bus who had one arm. We were all, we were eating lunch and we got an orange on the lunch and the guy with one arm gets the orange out of his lunch and somebody very patronizingly looks at him and goes, do you want some help with that? And he was like, I think I got it. (laughs) This guy's like 50 years old. I think he's figured out how to eat an orange by now, homie. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's a thing that people believe. But did you know that Saddam Hussein had a Stargate?
0: First of all, no, I didn't know this. (laughs) Second of all, what is a Stargate? It's
1: like a portal where you can go to different places, like planets and... Across the universe.
0: Well, did he use it?
1: No, apparently not.
0: So- <laughs> he ended up in the spider hole. He failed to use the Stargate.
1: Right. So they think that there were a people here called the Anunnaki. Yeah. Which I guess were aliens, but they were here a long time ago, and they left their Stargate in 1700 BC. And they said that Saddam Hussein found it. And then he got the Russian people and the the French people, all the archaeologists, like from all over, were all helping him to fix or reverse engineer the Stargate.
0: But then he never got it working.
1: Um, no. He allegedly had an underground base that was built for him by aliens. Okay. And those guys were allegedly helping him fix the Stargate also.
0: So this is. I
1: think it was he was working on it. I don't think they ever fixed it.
0: I'll tell you. This is a one hundred percent for me. This is zero Pinocchios. (laughs) Because Saddam Hussein failed to travel through time (laughs) is a known quantity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's traveling through space as a stargate. He
0: failed to travel through space as well. Unfortunately (laughs) for him.
1: Uh, yeah, so there's aliens and there's the Zarzi aliens. I always think it's really weird when people in conspiracy theories uh, group the aliens into, like, different groups of aliens. Like, they're from a certain place. Like, we know all different breeds of aliens that are all coming over here from different, different planets.
0: Yeah, you know, I would want to know the source on that. And also, I'll tell you where the hole gets poked in that for me. I would believe some aliens came here and were doing something... But I don't believe that we have, like, competing alien interests. I don't believe that we're, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't believe that we're, like, a small nation and, like, Argentina and the UK are fighting over us. (laughs) Like, all the aliens want a piece of us. (laughs) Like, we're just so, we're just so great. Hey, y'all, did you know that we invented the car? (laughs) We used to ride around on horses which was like us, but <laughs> they walk on their toenails. <laughs> we used to put a cart on them, which was like a car that couldn't drive, and then we said, "Well, what if that was the part that drived? <laughs> Who did that? We did. Americans? Not the Yeah, not no, the Germans invented a car. Yeah, the jury, yeah people though on earth
1: okay i was gonna say we didn't not
0: did the did the aliens (laughs) invent the horseless carriage i don't think so i
1: think they invented horses though think about it they're weird so what did you learn today about conspiracy theories we're gonna have to come back to it because there's a lot of good weird ones that i feel like we could talk to talk about more in depth that we just didn't because there's only so much you could fit
0: we're going to come back to it. If you have a conspiracy theory that you've got in mind, let us know. Join our Discord, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. What did I learn today? You know, I honestly think a lot about conspiracy theories. I have the persistent thought that truthers and conspiracy theorists are wrong, but it's always at odds with My knowledge, what I believe in my heart of hearts, which is that if you believe the government's version of what happened on 9-11, you are a fool. I'm surprised that there's such a long list of celebrities that have been replaced with clones that even I did not know the full list.
1: And why is the Illuminati so concerned with switching people out?
0: Why do they care? I mean, Jay Z would be essentially the same as fake Z. Maybe if they put a fake Jay Z in, he could stay on his own beat. (laughs) We'll get back to you very soon. Thanks again to everybody for listening. And uh, for our patron, Paul, this episode was sponsored by Harlem Township, Ohio. Their catchphrase, of course, no, not that Harlem.
1: <laughs> Harlem Township, Ohio, when you want to leave Columbus, but not too much.
0: Cross the reservoir, we're there.
1: Just It's kind of by Hoover Dam, but not that Hoover Dam.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> well, thanks again for listening. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye! Good night.